reach for the sky, boy. Rolex work. Everybody, welcome to another edition of DTF Does Sports. On top of our regular wrestling figure show, we also like to recap the week in the NFL and preview the following week. Next week, we are going to be doing a little bit of a uh, NBA preview for you guys as well. That might be a whole separate show. But yeah, we're going to, we're diving in this sports thing, man. We really are. And we're going to keep this thing going. We're going to review week 14 of the NFL and preview week 15 of the NFL. What do you think, Barry? I uh, am definitely looking forward to it, but before we start, I want to, you know, send our thoughts and prayers down to uh, college basketball phenom and star uh, Florida Gator Keontae Johnson, who uh, fainted, passed out, coming out of uh, timeout. Um, he's that they played Florida State. Uh, he is alert, I guess, FaceTiming teammates. They're still running tests. But uh, send our best to him. Yeah, that was a scary situation. I did not like seeing that. I'm old enough to remember Hank Gathers and Reggie Lewis. Yep. That was the first thing that popped in my mind. It was it scared me that much. And the fact that he's breathing on his own and communicating with everybody and doing FaceTimes, that is absolutely great news. And that's, yeah. So T's and P's out to him. Absolutely. Like you said, Barry. All right. We're going to go ahead and dive right into it. Week 14 of the NFL. Last Thursday, we had the Patriots at Rams on Thursday Night Football. I picked the Patriots. You picked the Rams. Rams ended up pulling it out. What do you think? What do you, what'd you see? Uh, seeing that the Patriots' little run they were on was kind of uh, basically who they were playing against. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam Akers ran wild. He did. Uh, he's 20, their number one running back now for the rest of the season. He's the he's the man now. Yeah, 29 carries, 171 yards. Uh, Jared Goff had an off day, only 25, th- you know, 16, 25, 137 yards, one touchdown and one pick. And Cam Newton was nine for 16, 119 yards and a pick. Uh, they just seem lost. That basically the whole game they seem lost. Is Cam washed? Uh, you know what I think so, because if Bill Belichick can't bring it out of you, who's going to? He's got just no zip on the ball. He's out there throwing worm burners. It's just with his skill set, it's just one of the things. Like when it started to diminish, he he relied so much on his physical attributes that when that started to diminish, that started to go. Especially him throwing the ball, that he becomes a one. He's basically just like a, an extra running back back there right now that can throw a little bit. And that's just, yeah, not conducive. So they brought Stidham in late. Obviously, that's because they were getting piss-pounded. But I look for them to uh, possibly address the quarterback situation in the draft because that's, you know, it's a quarterback-driven league, man. Next up, we got the Vikings at Buccaneers. We both picked the Buccaneers, and we were both correctly coming off a bye week. They beat the Vikings 26-14. to Barry, what did you see? I saw touchdown Tommy go to work. Yeah. You know, I now Minnesota came out quickly and Dalvin Cook, you know, scored the opening touchdown. And then it basically was all Tampa Bay from there. I mean, late in the third quarter, Minnesota got a touchdown, but it was never in doubt basically after the uh, second quarter. Yeah, they leaned on Ronald Jones a lot. Brady went through the ball 23 times for 196 and two touchdowns. Ronald Jones, 18 carries for 80 yards and a touchdown. Kind of spread the ball out among his receivers. A.B. probably had one of his better games. Five catches on five targets for 49 yards. I mean, he's he's a Hall of Fame player. He can still go. Other than that, pretty mundane game. The, the Vikings, we talked about them last week being a possible playoff team. I think they're really held back by their quarterback play. At times, this was one of those times. Um, I always talk about Justin Jefferson needs to get more involved. He did have eight targets. I only came to four catches for 39 yards. I thought the same thing last year. 
in years prior when they had Stephon Diggs. It seemed like when he got off, the team got off. Because yep. Dalvin's always going to get his, you know what I mean? And Thielen only had three catches on four targets for 39 yards. So it was really spread out, just not – yeah, just not really – not really a good look for them. Next up, we have the Cardinals at Giants. You pick the Giants like you always do. I picked the Giants as well. Cardinals ended up just having their way with them 26 to 7. These are your boys. I'm going to go ahead and let you talk about it. Jesus. Again, our defense uh, kept us in it early because, hell, our first, first drive, I think Daniel Jones fumbled back to and it got taken back to like the 10 and we held him to a field goal i mean just daniel jones is still hurt quit putting him out there before he actually does end up getting hurt keep you know keep colt mccoy in there let him manage the game hand the ball at wayne gallman went from 25 26 carries a game down to 12 for Ooh. 57 yards Game plan, game plan probably dictated that. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, like the way the game went, probably they had to get away from their game plan a little bit. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, still, it was only 13 nothing at halftime. I mean, you're still in that ball game. We had chances to score. And then it just held downhill. It's just one of those things, like, where the Giants want to win – with good defense and controlling the ball with the run game and basically not putting your quarterback in a position where he has to win the game for you. And that's yeah. the recipe for a lot of teams with a young quarterback. Now, when that guy's hurt, that's that's a struggle. And then you, when you put him out there and he's hurt, you know, he's already kind of got train wheels on to begin with. You know what I mean? Add an injury on top of that, that's really tough to overcome. It really is. So the Cardinals, uh, Kyler looked better, 24-35, Kenyon Drake got a lot of carries. Murray ran for 47. DeAndre Hopkins, kind of slow start for him. Once he got going, he got going well. Nine catches, 136 on 11 targets. No. So it's just they are what they are right now. Next up, we have the Chiefs at Miami. And the Chiefs ended up pulling this out, 33-27. Miami had big aspirations. They jumped out on them pretty quickly, 10-0. And then the Chiefs just went on a roll after that. Giant Dolphins fought back a little bit in the fourth quarter to make a game of it. But at the end, Chiefs were too much. Chiefs improved to 12-1. Dolphins fall to 8-5, which helped out my Browns. But Miami or Kansas City just continues to be the class of the NFL right now. Yeah, I mean, and I heard somebody on my long-ass car ride home um, mention this because I was coming from Kansas. You have to pick Kansas City until somebody runs the clock out on them dudes in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, they're the favorite until somebody, the clock reaches double zeros and they're down. They are always in that game. Holmes 24-34 for 390, an easy 393, by the way. Two right. touchdowns, but uncharacteristic three interceptions. We only had one or two coming into the game. So it's, you know, uncharacteristic, uncharacteristic game from him, but they battled back. Travis Kelsey, eight catches, 136, a touchdown, 10 targets. And here is a situation, a rare situation, where you have a tight end leading the NFL in receiving yards. That's yeah, pretty but is, incredible. Is Kelsey really a tight end? He blocks sometimes. I mean, <laughs> so does other wide receivers. He's but, a tight I end mean, where he comes out of the tight end formation and he's covered by a linebacker or a safety most of the time. And yeah, and you're in trouble. And you're in trouble. You're in fucking trouble if if that's what's what's happening. He's just he's got he's got a nice game. He really yep. does. Next up, you have Tennessee at Jacksonville. We both picked Tennessee, ended up winning it easily, 31 to 10. Tennessee improves to nine and four. Jacksonville falls to one and 12. They won their first game of the season. Have lost 12 in a row. They're going back to Minshew next week. This was this was all Derrick Henry. 26 carries, 215 yards, two touchdowns. He also added two catches for seven yards on two targets. Tannehill, 19 and 24, 
212, two touchdowns, very efficient day from him. When you get these numbers from the uh, Tennessee Titans, they're going to be very, very, very tough to beat. Yeah, so let me run this down. Let me, you know, Derrick Henry's last five games um, starting November 12th, he had 103 yards against Indianapolis in a loss. He had 133 yards against Baltimore in a win and overtime. He had 178 yards in the rematch with Indianapolis in a win. He had 60 yards against that Cleveland Browns defense in a 41-35 loss. And then yesterday he had, or Sunday, he had a 215-yard game uh, in a 31-10 win over Jacksonville. Six touchdowns in that stretch. He also has over 1,500 yards rushing on the season on 297 carries. Wow. He has, he has one fumble. In the that's, a lot of, that's a lot of carries. They were getting their money's worth with him. Yeah. Uh, A.J. Brown, he's like baby T.O. out there. Seven catches, 112 on nine targets. One-handed catch for a touchdown in the end zone. That dude is an absolute beast. How did Ole Miss not win more games with him and D.K. Metcalf on the same team, by the way? That's a <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. But, yeah, so, you know, shout out Titans out there winning 31-10. Uh, next up, we have the Dallas Cowboys going to Ohio to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. You pick the Bengals. I pick the Cowboys. This is the Red Rifles revenge game. Dallas wins 30-7. They improve to 4-9. Bengals fall to 2-10-1. Um, the Bengals are just... They're, Andy Dalton, 16-23, 185, two touchdowns. Zeke, 12 carries, 48 yards. It, we talked about last week. I don't know if there's a lot of tread left on those tires. And, I mean, I, I love Zeke. I, I That pains me to say, trust me. But I love hearing that. I just, you know, maybe put him in. I mean, even you can blame the offensive line all you want. But to me, it just doesn't look like the burst is there. And that's the biggest thing that concerns me about Zeke. And I love Zeke. I did not like to say that at all. But Dallas, you know, beat, beating up on a bad Bengals team. They are pathetic right now. Brandon Allen, 27-36, 217, one touchdown. Those numbers are a lot better than how he actually played. Uh, Bengals had fumble issues to start the game. That was a little ridiculous. I mean, they just turned the ball over yeah, as soon as the game fucking started. The only – there's two teams, I guess, worse than Dallas, and they got to play one of them. Congratulations. I mean, the Bengals without Joe Burrow, they're just, you know, they're not going to win. It's yeah, just, if they if they had Joe Burrow, they'd dog walk Dallas. I don't know if they'd dog walk them, but it would be a definitely a better game. They I'll tell you that much walk. right now. Joe Burrow's a warrior. Next up, you have the Chicago Bears taking on the Houston Texans. We both actually picked the Texans. Everyone knows I've been really hard on the Bears on this podcast. They picked up their first win in six weeks, seven weeks. They improved to six and seven. Texans fall to four and nine. Poor Texans can't get out of their own way. Deshaun Watson, 21, 32, 19. Buddy Howell led them in carries. 11 carries for 42 yards. Did did David Johnson not? David Johnson didn't play. You know, he was eligible to play. And the Bears, Mitchell Trubisky went off 24, 33, two, seven, three touchdowns. Sorry for cutting you in there, brother. No. I was just giving Trubisky his credit. He had a good game. He's playing well at the end of the season. I still don't think they pick up the option. It's just, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I don't think you can look at a game where like Trubisky plays well against the Texans, one of the worst teams in the league. Be like that, that's our guy now. No, that's not it. That's a facade. That's fake. That's a smoke and mirror. You know, put him in there against a real team, and Mr. Trubisky will Mr. Trubisky. There it is. Next up, we have Denver at Carolina. Oof. You picked Denver. I picked the Panthers. Broncos end up winning 32-27. to 27. They did. Uh, Carolina tried hard at the end. Was not enough. Broncos, you just don't know what you're going to get on a week-to-week basic basis. Drew Locke, 21-27, 280, and four touchdowns. Melvin Gordon, 13 carries for 68 yards. Got a, got a suspension limit over his head, by the way, too, for that DUI he got. Uh, 
Looks like Locke spread the ball around. A lot of, a lot of receivers with two catches, three catches, four catches. K.J. Hamler, two catches, 86 yards, and two touchdowns. Was probably the leader right there. Yep. But, you know, Carolina went again without Christian McCaffrey. He's missed, what, 11 games this year, nine games, some shit like that. Teddy B's threw it for – he went 30 of 40 for 283, no touchdowns. Mike Davis, 11 carries, 51 yards, two touchdowns. Robbie Anderson, eight catches, 84 yards. Um, Yeah, just, you know – Different team without McCaffrey. This game meant nothing to nobody other than draft position. Uh, Denver improves to five and eight. Carolina falls to four and nine. Next up, we have the Seahawks at Jets. We both picked the Seahawks. They won handily, forty to three. They after losing to last week's last week losing to the other New York team, That's they came right. and played. They came and played this week. Russell Wilson, twenty one of twenty seven, two hundred six, four touchdowns and a pick. Geno Smith actually got in the game four or five for 33 yards. Chris Carson had a nice day on 76 yards on 12 carries. DK Metcalf six catches 61 yards and a touchdown where he took over the operation of the camera. Um, Jets are just pathetic. They fall to 0 and 13. Seahawks fall improved to nine and four. Jets, yeah, they're 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 keeping the plan alive. <laughs> right. Nobody had to get fired this week. So. Yeah, that is what it is. The Jets are just pathetic, and they're going to they're gonna lose every week. It's just – it is what it is. Uh, Colts at Raiders. You picked the Raiders. I picked the Colts. Colts ended up winning easily, 44-27. Offense went off a little bit. Sorry, my internet's running very slow right now. Phillip Rivers, 19-28, 244, and two touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor actually went off. I think, I think they've been waiting for that. Uh, 20 carries for 150, but Naheem Hines also had – Seven carries for 58 yards. And Taylor added uh, two catches for 15 yards as well. T.Y. Hilton's actually, this is the second week in a row. He's played well. He scored two touchdowns, five catches, 86 yards on seven targets. But Phillip Rivers is able to get in a rhythm, and you're not going to get pressure on him. He can pick you apart still. Yep, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. They improved to nine and four. Raiders fall to seven and six. Next up, we have the Washington football team. Taking on the 49ers. If I can find it here. 23-15 Washington. 23-15. And I think the story of this game, other than Alex Smith getting hurt, which was scary. Haskins ended up going in. You know, it was a calf strain on that leg that he had 17 surgeries on. That's not an exaggeration. He really had 17 surgeries. But they're 4-1 with him as a starter. They improved to 6-7. and seven. San Francisco falls to 5-8. and eight. They think Smith's going to be okay to go next week. To me, the story of this game was Chase Young just absolutely fucking dominating the game. And he's he's capable of doing that. Fumble recovery for a touchdown. He had a sack. He yeah, Chase Young just he went off. Yeah, Washington won the game, didn't have an offensive touchdown. Yeah. I mean Cameron well, Curl, seventy six yard interception return, and Dustin Hopkins kicks three field goals. That's it. Good defense. Get points up any way you can, right? That's how it happens. Yes, sir. Next up, we have New Orleans taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. We both picked the Saints with confidence. We said with confidence. And they lost. Jalen Hurts made his first career start. He had he had 100 yards rushing, had 106 yards on 18 carries, 17 of 30. Passing for 167 and a touchdown. Didn't make the big mistake. They end up winning the game 24-21, and Taysom Hill. I mean, there was it was a valiant effort at the end. It really was. I'm just not a I'm not a believer in Taysom Hill yet, even though he was 28-38-291, two touchdowns and a pick. He had 33 yards rushing. I think that I still think that Jameis Winston would give them the best chance to win. That's just my opinion. Could be wrong. That's just what I believe. And, you know, with Philadelphia, for me, that's a speedy, you know, your quarterback, you got Jalen Hurts out there. He can fly. Uh, Miles Sanders, he had 14 carries, 115 yards, two touchdowns. He can fly. And you had Jalen Rieger, the uh, the rookie, out there as our leading receiver, two catches, 46 yards. And he's a speedster. I mean, they haven't got quite the production out of him that they were lo- hoping for. That's the guy but- they drafted over Justin Jefferson. Yeah, and, you know, they're, I think, hoping he comes into his own. Maybe uh, 
maybe Jalen Hurts is the guy to bring it out of him. We'll see. We'll see, but the Eagles look a lot better with Hurts in there. It might be too little too late, but with that division, you never know. So, next up, we have the Falcons playing the Chargers. Um, we both picked the Falcons. You even said Falcons by six. Chargers end up, Chargers end up winning 20-17. to 17. Uh, both teams now stand at four and nine. Matt Ryan, 21-32, Um No Julio Jones, which we know the Falcons' win-loss record is not good without Julio Jones. Calvin Ridley, eight catches, 124, and a touchdown. Always a good DFS play when Julio's not playing. But the Chargers end up getting them a win here. Uh, Justin Herbert, 36-44, 243, two touchdowns and a pick. Austin Eckler, he's back, 15 carries, 79 yards. He also added nine catches for 67 yards. So he had a really productive day if you had him in fantasy in your, in, in your playoff situation. But, yeah, this team was non, non-consequential to any kind of playoff situation, but now kind of fighting for draft position at this point. But I also, with the young quarterback with the Chargers, like, you just like to get him wins. Right. Teach him how to win in the NFL. I don't believe in tanking when you have a young quarterback. Get wins when you can get wins in the NFL. Stack them when you can. Yeah, and Michael Badgley – uh, he kicked the game-winning field goal. He was the second-best kicker in the game as young Hoku was out there for the Falcons putting it down, but he didn't get a shot to win it. Shout there out to Hoku. Next up, we have the Packers at Detroit Football Lions, formerly the Portsmouth Spartans. There you go, Barry. I got you. Hells, yeah. Uh, Green Bay improved. They won 31-24. They improved to 10-3. Detroit falls to 5-8. Rodgers, 26-33, 290 and three touchdowns. Devontae Adams, seven catches, 115 and a touchdown. I mean, Rodgers just, he does whatever he wants out there, especially against Detroit. Right, especially against the NFC North. Yeah. Matt Stafford, 24-34, 244 and a touchdown and a rib injury. Oof. So... That could be it for him. No reason to trot him out there last last three games of the season. No. So, yeah, that is what it is. Detroit, unfortunately, you know, had just bad luck for a lot of years. Next up, we have, this is a fun one to talk about. Steelers at Bills. Steelers, of course, coming off that loss to the Washington football team. They were reeling a little bit. Buffalo has been rolling. Um, Buffalo ends up getting the win, 26 to 15. Pittsburgh falls to 11 and two, losing their second straight. Bills improved to 10 and three, strengthened their grip on the AFC East, which looks like they're going to get a hold of for the first time in a lot of years. And I mean, Pittsburgh, listen, if you cannot run the ball in the NFL, you're not going to win. Uh, I think that we talked about how possibly fraudulent that team was. At 11-0, if you look at their schedule and the wins they had. And also, I question Ben Roethlisberger's ability to finish the season healthy. We're talking about a knee. We're talking about the elbow. You know, he doesn't look like he has the same zip. Uh, They have a lot of drops on offense. Uh, Deontay Johnson, one of the best receivers, I think one of the best slot receivers in the NFL, can't keep his hands on the ball. Eric Ebron, the self-proclaimed best tight end in the AFC North, drops passes with consistency. Um... Juju out there being an idiot, dancing on teams' logos for games, doing TikTok dances. That's Bush League. You know, in the NFL, you don't have to give guys any more motivation to win. Don't do it. It's not that hard not to do. So, in Buffalo, I think they look fantastic. Um, Josh Allen's the real deal. 24-43, 238, two touchdowns and a pick. Uh yeah, Stephon Diggs, there was a point where probably second or th- second and third quarter, he just absolutely took over. But he had 10 catches on 14 targets for 130 and a touchdown. I thought that he I thought that he took over the game. Yeah, I'm with you. He he uh definitely took over. Like I said, there was a streak there. I think they went to him three or four plays right in a row. Yeah. And they were for, you know, 15, 20 yard gains each time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and then uh, Taron Johnson, when he made that pick, the game was, you know, seven to three there, close second quarter, and almost halftime. Stiller's driving, and he just basically timed Roethlisberger's throw perfect, fifty-one yard interception return. And then they come out after halftime, 
and add basically two more touchdowns, and that pretty much sealed the game. Yeah, I mean, so Pittsburgh opened the door a little bit in the division. We'll talk about that here in a second. But, yeah, Buffalo looks good. They're a tough. They're going to be a tough team to deal with in the AFC playoffs. Pittsburgh not playing their best football at the end of the season. They looks like they're playing their best football in October and November, and that's not what you want to see out of your NFL team. So, next up, here we go. Monday Night Football. And what many people are calling the game of the year, which I don't think how you, there's an argument against it. The Ravens came to Cleveland to play the Browns. We both picked the Browns to win. You even said, Lamar, under 150 passing yards, under 100 rushing yards, Browns by 10. Those are your bold predictions. Uh, Baltimore ended up winning 47-42. Actually, there was a safety on a hook and lateral at the end of the game. You can say 45-42 if you want. I mean, but for betting purposes, that definitely mattered, that safety. Yep. So a lot of people, uh, Ravens covered. So, yeah, it it was an intense game, very intense game. Lamar went 11 of 17 for 163 and touchdown. What really killed the Browns was his nine carries for 124 and two touchdowns. Um, we always said that the issue with Lamar was can he throw at the end of the game for them to win it? He did enough. He did it absolutely enough. You know, it's he's a, such a frustrating player to defend when you can't stop him from running. If you can't keep him bottled up, I can't tell you how many times, and you watch the game every snap like I did, Barry. How many times did the Browns have him bottled up in the pocket and him just squeak out and end up running for – you know, you think you have him – it's third and six. You think you got him, and then he runs for eight yards. Yeah, he – over and over and over. Yeah, and, you know, the Browns have the pass rush. They have the the guys to get to him, but you have to make the tackles. You have to get – you have to get him wrapped up. And And basically, he was under 100 and – 50 passing yards. I mean, until a minute and 51 left in the fourth quarter, he hits a 44-yard pass to Hollywood Brown there, who, of course, you know, is, you know, nice hands feet. You know, he drops a lot. But just, man, I don't know. Like, this game was so back and forth. It was just absolutely, it was a phenomenal game to watch. It was crazy. I could only imagine what you were doing uh, throughout the game. It was, like I said, it's just crazy. Well, the thing about the NFL, and this is what I've learned over the years, and, you know, nobody's done this better than the Patriots over the last 20 years, is you, you, you win the coin toss and you defer, and then you get that quick score at the end of the first half, and then you score first to start the second half. That's a 14-point swing. That's exactly what happened. I thought that was an absolute killer. Uh Browns, everyone listen. I don't think anyone's been harder on Baker Mayfield than me. Is that was that fair to think? Fair to say? I I say that. I agree. I've been tough on him. He proved me fucking wrong last night. Twenty eight of forty seven, three hundred and forty three yards, two touchdowns, one interception that was costly. He had one bad Baker moment. It was that moment. That, that interception was that ended up costing the Browns a touchdown. Other than that, I think that if you're if you're the quarterback for an offense that scores 42 points in an NFL game, that should be a win. I think this falls a lot on the defense. Nick Chubb, 17 carries, 82 yards, two touchdowns. Kareem Hunt, who you love, six carries for 33 yards and a touchdown. Baker Mayfield ran for a touchdown. We don't see that a lot out of him. Uh, receiving, Kareem Hunt, six catches for 77 yards and a touchdown. Donovan Peoples-Jones, three catches for 77, 74 yards, and a huge catch in the fourth quarter on a third down. I mean, they just played – I thought they played lights out on offense. You had that fourth and – they went for on fourth down several times and got it. Uh, you're fourth and four down in the red zone, and Baker rolls out, and I'm thinking, oh, he's got the first down right in front of him. Then Hollywood, Hollywood Higgins, our Hollywood, is wide open in the end zone. It was just – that was the best game I've seen Baker Mayfield play, and that's the second week in a row I've said that. Yeah, uh, but the crazy thing is, is Cody Parkey of Chicago Bear fame was added yeah. again. Uh, left four points out there, which basically changed, you changed the game. 
because the Ravens don't need that field goal at that point. They got to score a touchdown. Which I feel like leaving four points on the board is kind of misleading because they did convert a two-point conversion later on that they probably wouldn't have attempted had he made the previous extra point. So the Browns end up making up that point. But, yeah, the missed field goal from 39 yards – and then Tucker drills at 55 yards at the end of the game to seal it. Like yep. that's the that was the difference. One guy made his field goals, the other guy didn't. There it is. And actually, Justin Tucker had an extra point blocked as well. But hats off to the Ravens. I mean, they've had an up and down season dealing with COVID. And as much as it pains me to say that, uh, that was a whale of a football game. And that's one of the games that like, no matter how much you despise your opponent, after it's done, you're like, man, that was a fucking that was a great game and also i don't believe in moral victories in the nfl but i think a lot of teams around the nfl saw that team saw the browns the way they fought last night i mean baker led them on a game time drive at the end of the game they had the ball back with a minute 51 seconds and they ended up scoring in 40 seconds now my first thought when that happened was oh shit too much time <laughs> but the browns I'll say this, the quarterback fights. He's got a lot of heart, and he made good decisions. Uh, he's been a different dude since since Odell went down. Like the moment Odell went down. And I, I listen, I love Odell Beckham Jr., but I think if you put side-by-side side Baker's numbers with OBJ or Baker's numbers without OBJ, I think they're going to be vastly different. And, yeah, and credit to, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson returned to MVP form last night, and he had to, and he – came off out of the locker room on fourth down. You just kind of knew like this motherfucker is going to convert this. And I've been hard on, I've been hard on Lamar as have you a lot. He did what he had to do to get them to win last night. And he's a unanimous MVP and all pro his style of plays different than everybody else. But if you can't bottle him up and it also hurts, the Browns do not have any linebackers that can spy on him at all. Right. Like they're the Browns. We're depleting the secondary, and they have no linebackers. That's That was, to me, the difference, that and the kicking. But the offense played well enough for them to win. Baker made, like I said, made one mistake. I've seen a lot of clowns on the talking heads talking about, well, Baker Mayfield, that interception was – come on. The guy played well enough for them to win. Didn't happen. But I think that – I've said it all year. I don't know whether you pick up the Baker's 50-year option – I feel like that was a silly statement. You absolutely pick up Baker's 50-year option. <laughs> that was silly. He's the best quarterback we've had since we've been back in, since 1999. And and even after that interception, uh, me and you were talking during that. He came down and th- they scored touchdowns the next two drives. Like yeah. that motivated him to I I have to do better. And he did. And like I said, they they played well enough to win. Uh, did it happen? No. But a lot of teams, man, don't like those kind of games. They do not like those dog fights. A lot of teams, once they get down, it's over. They will stay down. The Browns fought back, fought back, even took the lead at one point. So, again, that was a statement game for both teams, really, in my yeah, I think eyes. The, and I think the vibe around the NFL is, oh, shit, the Browns don't quit. And that's... I feel like that makes them a dangerous team in the playoffs. Yep. So Baltimore improves to eight and five. Cleveland falls to nine and four. Uh, we got both New York teams. I think the Browns got three winnable games in front of them. We'll talk about that in a moment. Right. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how the rest of the league team, the rest of the season plays out. But I absolutely got Baltimore as a playoff team just because their strength of schedule. They don't play anybody. So they got Jacksonville, Dallas, and I can't remember who they play last. Maybe Cincinnati. But yeah, so they they don't they don't play anybody, so they're they're gonna get in. That's a that's a ten eleven win football team, and yeah, I mean, Lamar's Lamar, man. You know, he his deficiencies, he overcame when he had to. And granted, I mean, breakdowns and coverage, but when the guy scrambles loose, you think he's gonna run for the first down. That fourth down was an absolute killer. That play to Mark Andrews was a killer and I thought whenever Trace McSorley was in I thought when they had third and seven in Baltimore's territory they convert I thought that was a bit of a killer as well yeah so, and and the the sad thing is you mentioned Baltimore doesn't play anybody December 27th we're going to walk into Baltimore and when I say we 
I'm talking about the New York Giants. Okay. And we're going dog walk Baltimore. Okay. We will see. You ready preview week 15? Let's do it, bro. Do these picks real quick and we'll get up out of here. Um, first up, Thursday night football. We got the Chargers at Las Vegas Raiders. Who you got? I think this is a must win for the Raiders. I'm taking the Raiders. I'm taking the Raiders too. But we don't, I'm going to tell you what, on a week to week basis, we just don't know what we're going to get out of them. The exi- but that's why I said this is a must win. They have to win this game. I'm going to take a big sip of my wine here as, I, as we move along. Okay. And there's two Saturday games this week. So. Two Saturday games, like you said, which I think is amazing. The first game's at 4 o'clock. We have the Bills at Broncos. I'm taking the Bills with confidence. Yeah, uh, I took the Broncos. I thought, uh, you know, I thought Drew Locke was on a roll, but that Bills defense is for real, and I think – you know what? I'm going to go out on limb. I think the Bills shut them out. I'm writing shut out in parentheses. Yeah, I think I think Broncos do not score. Next up, we got the Panthers at Packers. Again, I'm taking the Packers with confidence. NFC North champions. Tennis, Carolina's about to enter tank mode. Yep, I agree, Packers. Forty ers at Cowboys, which was originally supposed to be Sunday night football, got flexed out. Who do you think for the season? You're talking about moving out the uh, Cowboys and 49ers in favor of the Browns and Giants, but they've done it. First time in Dallas' history they've been flexed out. Just you know the fan base and the audience they have, but you know these are two teams aren't going anywhere. I I mean I guess you could say Dallas is still thinking playoffs, but. They have to jump three teams to get there in their division. That's going to be tough with four. To, that's going to be tough with four to play. Yeah, uh, they're they're done after this. I'll take 49ers. They make Nick Mullins look like a star. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking 49ers too. I just think that they just have better interior play right now. A little bit, then they can make plays on defense. Andy Dalton, he's 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 what he is—a backup quarterback in the NFL now. But they can't they can't defend anybody. They just can't. And you got Debo Samuel's Rasheem Moser. I mean, they have a lot of a lot of well, talent De- still on the offense. Debo's out rest of the season. It doesn't matter. Right. It, it don't <laughs> matter. The next guy, Brandon Ayuk, still plays. You're right. I mean, it's, they they listen. They're, they're, they'll be fine. I'm taking the 49ers with confidence. Seahawks at Washington. I'm taking Washington. Oh, you know what? I think we're the only team in the East that could have beat Seahawks in Seattle. Uh, Seahawks are coming to the East Coast, so that's going to be tough. Chase Young is on a on a tear. He's on the rise. His mama was on the press call. Saw that. But he, it's not enough. I think Russell the love muscle gets it done. You choking so, over there? Well, a little big drink of wine, son. Okay. Next up, Bears at Vikings. Ooh. Two teams not going anywhere. Um, I'm going to take the Vikings. Yeah, rival, rivalry game. Hey, man, you know what? I'm going to take the Bears. They, I think they got a little confidence last week after that big win. I think they get another win here over Minnesota. Rivalry game, anything can happen. Next up, Patriots at Dolphins. Go ahead. Man, <laughs> uh, man the Dolphins always play the Patriots tough, always. Um, I'm going to take the Dolphins. Man, you know, I'm leaning that way. I hate rookie quarterbacks against Bill Belichick. Yeah. But that Dolphins defense, Brian Flores, they're one of the best coach teams in the NFL. I'm taking the Dolphins as well. I think Tua will do enough. Still not completely sold on Tua, by the way. Right, me But it's very early in his career. 
Jags at Ravens. I'm not even pissing around here. Ravens with absolute certainty. Yeah. <laughs> Ravens, bet your house on them. Minshew's playing, though. Bet your house on them. <laughs> <laughs> Buccaneers at Falcons. I'm taking Buccaneers with confidence. Yeah, yeah. Tampa Tom goes to Atlanta, gets the dub. Lions at Titans. Derrick Henry might go for 200. It's going to spark conversation for 2,000 for him. I'm taking the Titans. Yeah, Titans. Uh, I'm going to say Derrick Henry, 175. And two touchdowns. (sighs) Which sets him at 1,700 yards, a little over 1,700. I'm taking Henry for 200. Okay. Texans at Colts. Colts with confidence. Yeah, that defense is on fire, and Phillip Rivers is finding himself, and that is dangerous heading into the playoffs. Colts. Eagles at Cardinals. I'm taking the Eagles. Man, I, I after what the Cardinals did to us, I got to take the Cardinals. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a believer in Kyler and DeAndre. You're always going to pick against NFC East teams. Absolutely, that's right, and I don't appreciate you pointing it out. Jets at Rams. Rams with certainty. Yeah, the Rams are 17-point favorites. That is rare with NFL teams. I don't uh, know Rams. if they'll cover that. I, fuck, they just got beat 40-3 to by the yeah, Seahawks. And the Jets are going across country. Yep. To L.A. Chiefs at Saints. I'm taking. I'm not going to bet against the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs, but this is this could be a fun game to watch. Yeah, this this could be a fucking fifty to forty nine. You know, uh, but of course, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say now watch it be like seventeen fourteen. But yeah, Chiefs. We're going to go ahead and skip the Sunday night game. We're going to do that last Monday night football. Steelers at Bengals. Uh, I'm taking the Steelers. Just because the Bengals are trash right now. Yeah, Steelers with a ton of confidence. I think they win by at least three touchdowns. And now, Uh-oh. Sunday night football. You have the 9-4 and four Cleveland Browns traveling to New Jersey. Not New York. New Jersey. Okay. To play the New York football Giants. Hashtag together blue, the dumbest hashtag on Twitter. How dare you, Barry? Who you got? And who do you have, and why? Okay, let me tell you here. We are the last five games between the between both teams. That's ten games. The teams are combined eight and two. Both teams lost last week. They were riding four game win streaks at least. Heading in, and they both lost. I'm taking the Giants, of course. And, you know, I'm, I think we're going to stick Daniel Jones back in there. At some point, he's going to fucking have, make a mistake. Uh, that's probably going to cost us. I do not like having to face the two headed monster back there with, uh, Kareem Hunt. And uh, Nick Chubb, but I also think Evan Ingram is going to be a big problem for that defense in Cleveland. You say that every week, and every week he's never a problem. He's always a problem. When? Evan Ingram has been a problem for a a while. You know, I'll have you know. You know, he's... Hell, I think he's almost... um, what was that? Uh, he's got 526 yards this season and one touchdown, you know, tied for 45th in the league with 50 catches. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> but no, I I just think he does create problems. He, he can't catch. We got Slayton, who's been, a, who's basically not shown up, Sterling Shepard. But to me, The key of this game is going to be Golden Tate, downfield, long threat, and Evan Ingram. 
I don't think Wayne Gallman's going to be able to run the ball against that Cleveland defense. I think we win. Uh, and again, coming off an emotional loss. That's key because the Browns gave it all. I think the Giants win 24 to 17 or 24 20 in a in a hotly contested matchup. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, of course, I'm going to take the Browns. Uh, I do think the Browns are not going to be able to run the ball off the bat like they think they're going to. But I do think if Baker, if listen, if Baker plays like he has the last two games, the Browns are very, very tough to beat. Very, very, very tough to beat. I do worry about our secondary and our linebackers. So what you talked about with Ingram and Golden Tate could be spot on. I don't see you guys running the ball, but I do see us getting home on Daniel Jones from time to time. I worry about his legs a little bit. But as far as the offensive side of the ball, I do think that we will keep pounding it. The second half of the game, you're going to see Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt start to break out a little bit. That's the Browns. Basically, what the Browns want to do is what they're going to do this week. And I don't mean that in an arrogant way. I'm saying the Browns, they have an idea of how they want to win football games. And I think that the last two weeks they've gotten away from that, you know, because they they were able to throw the ball in Tennessee, able to throw the ball in Baltimore, and kind of got away from the running game a little bit because they kind of had to, you know. Where this game – the Giants' offense isn't as potent as the last two teams we've played, and therefore the score is going to be low, and we'll never have to abort the game plan of running the ball. And I do think this is one of the ones where Nick Chubb starts pounding away. You're going to see about – I think you'll see about 75, 80 yards out of Nick Chubb in the second half. And that's what the Browns are going to want to do. It's going to be a lot of two, three-yard games in the first half. Cream Hunt mixed in. You know, Cream Hunt gets the third drive. He gets third downs. Gets a lot of goal line opportunities. There's, there's a, you know, there's Nick. They're both great goal line backs, but I think Cream Hunt might have a little better nose to the end zone, especially in short yardage situations. Um, as far as the Giants' secondary, I think Jarvis is going to have a nice game. I think Peoples Jones, who's played better at in Cleveland than he ever did for Michigan. It's amazing what good coaching and quarterback play will do for a guy. But he's he's played lights out for us in Hollywood Higgins. I think we're going to see a red carpet trip in the end zone. Barry, are you are you aware of what a red carpet trip is? Well, is that where we just open it up for him and he's wide fucking open? No, that's the, that's a, it's a touchdown celebration. Okay. Hollywood Higgins, and I think you're going to see that this weekend is the. Uh, when Hollywood gets in the end zone, we roll out the red carpet. I'll just say that, no spoilers. Well, I, yeah, I got the Browns. At, I got the Browns. At, I got the Browns at thirty-one twenty-one. Okay, I uh, I'm hoping that like these these last couple games, the Browns forget that they have Nick Chubb and they go a few possessions where he only touches the ball once or twice, and we you know hopefully get in there. I think that they they you know sometimes they listen. They are. Baker Mayfield is one of the better play-action quarterbacks in the NFL. He's one of the better outside-the-pocket quarterbacks in the NFL. He's one of the better red zone quarterbacks in the NFL. Those are three things I just named that a quarterback does. It's very important that he's one of the best in the NFL at. So as long as he cuts out turnovers, he is – I'm not saying he's elite, but he's he's top half of the league. And I think that, yeah, I think that he – Again, if he plays like he has the past two games, I think they definitely, definitely, definitely got a chance. Um, it was somebody was mouthing off to me on Twitter, and they said, "No, you can't name ten teams in the NFL that would rather have a uh, Baker Mayfield than what they got now." And you know what I said to him? Forty Niners, Panthers, Washington. I'm sorry, Barry. New York football giants. <laughs> At this point in time, Dallas, because Dax hurt. Minnesota. Chicago. New England. The Jets. The Jaguars. Make an argument for the Broncos. I, I think you'd trade Drew Locke for him. So I just maybe Las Vegas. I think Las Vegas as well. So I just named one, two, 
I'm counting here. There, Three, there's 15 four, teams five. in the league. <laughs> there's 10. There's at least 10. Yeah. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Eleven. Twelve. I just gave him. I just named twelve teams in the NFL that rather have Baker Mayfield than what they have now. Hey, I. That's hard to argue, you know. So, all right. Before we get out of here, Barry, um, who is your NFL MVP at this moment? Uh, Patrick Mahomes. I'm gonna go Aaron Rodgers. That yeah, it's hard to argue. Mahomes again, they're the defending champs. Everybody's gunning for you, and he's still fucking getting it done. He's I mean, un- they, yeah, they find a way. So they get everybody's best shot week in, week out. And the team they lost to was Washington. I mean, how crazy is that? I think they're one and one a right now in the MVP conversation. I don't think you can really go wrong either way. But yeah, it's it's a two horse race. Anything else you want to add this week? No, man, this was a a good show, man. I always have fun. And hopefully, uh, like Ty suggested, we throw in a question. uh, Fans ask the question show soon. They call those Q&As. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Now, yeah, we're thinking about doing a QA and a episode one time, so I'll make a tweet. Be on the lookout for that. Other than that, follow us on Twitter, at Doing the Favor. Follow Barry Frost at BFrost23. Was it BFrost23? It's 28. Bfrost28. Oh, I get mixed up with your email. That's right. Bfrost28. Follow me at EricBrown740. Follow our Rustling Figs and Merch show. And follow this show as well. Be a lookout for a Q&A episode and an NBA preview coming up. That's all I got. And we'll talk about James Harden's extreme weight gain. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well. That'll be fun. So, uh, with that, guys, thank you so much for listening. And, uh, We're out of here. Good night and God bless. Peace. It goes one, two, three into the four. Erica Berry, you're up with ETF and that's for sure. If you don't come correct, you get your ass full. So take a minute and chill until the next episode. Doing the favor, always bringing the heat. That's why Barry got your girl doing legwork in the sheets. My dude Eric holding down for the streets. Them Ohio players got the years to the beat. Gotta say that we appreciate the time. Whether you're on the job or trying to unwind. Just a few more days until we're back live. We'll be your lifeline I know you feel me on the mic with the flavor Let it marinate in something to savor We ball so hard, this is a layoff Until the next time, doing the favor Yeah Doing the favor Doing the favor Doing the favor Until next time, doing the favor.